This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. Not wrong. Not very wrong. true. <laughs> not not wrong at all there, uh, Simon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, My fearless leader spit knowledge. It was, it, it was a weekend for Everton. <laughs> it, it wasn't a rave, I'll say I've, that. I've, I've put more shots on target than they did. Let's start the show. <laughs> Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham Smell the Lord, but straight in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me with the man with the hair that ran it ran so far away, it couldn't get away. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. You have no idea what I'm doing. Mel did. Mel knew it. It ran so far away, it couldn't get away? I'm quoting the lyrics from the Flock of Seagulls the song. You know, oh. the Flock of Seagulls with the <laughs> epitomized Idiot. crazy fucking hair of the 80s. Stupid. It's just for you. Thank you. Especially because you had it pushed over at one point. It was kind of like sticking up and it was slick. And I was just like, the fuck is going on with that? It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's hip and happening. I just, I just like it. It's happening. That's, it's happen- that's what it is now. Huh? <laughs> Somebody made fun of me for my uh, man bun earlier. Mm. And uh, and I said, well, it's getting a little wild. And they said, well, you know, they make razors for that. You can just, you know, overrule it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's ruled with this hair tie. It's contained all in one space. I don't understand what you mean. Why do I have to shave it to contain it? I rule it now. We're recording at the U Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Graham's about to become a fucking unicorn. Jesus. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Go ahead, brony. Tell everybody how they can get in touch. You know, <laughs> no, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching on the live stream right now, what uh, Mr. Graham has done is taken all of his hair, pushed it to the front, and put it in That's a ponytail. Hot. He looks like he has a penis coming from his head. Uh, tell the people how they can touch penis this, head. This should, be <laughs> <laughs> this should be, this is like when Ronaldo cut his hair for the World Cup. The little nub? Yeah, the, the ball cap. You're like the uh, dude in uh, Fifth Element with the little nub sticking out of your head. Yeah, that's funny. I'll see how long I can stay in this and figure it out. Uh, It's at DU Football Show uh, on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via uh, email. Very good. Very, very good. Sam myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show Mr. Graham, uh, we're visiting something from the top 20 list of last year. So why don't you tell us about what we got? Yes, absolutely. I will. It is the Andalusia Whiskey Company's Striker. That is their smoked American single malt whiskey. 
Um, it is distilled and bottled in Blanco, Texas, USA, by the Andalusia Whiskey Company. Uh, produces handcrafted malt whiskeys deep in the Texas Hill Country. I think Texas had hills. Uh, a scene reminiscent of the hills of Andalusia, Spain. Our grain-to-glass creations begin with a mash of the finest grains. They are double distilled in our copper pot still and then patiently aged in charred oak barrels. This particular one adopts the Scottish tradition of smoking malted barley that is destined to be used in their signature Islay scotches rather than burning peat. However, Stryker is mashed for malted barley that has been smoked in the Texas barbecue tradition with oak, mesquite, and apple woods. This is backyard barbecue whiskey at its best, comma, my friend. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Aged a minimum of three years in charred oak barrels. Uh, if I recall, this cost about sixty bucks. Is that right? A little less, about uh, about forty five to forty. Okay, there you go. Um, it's delicious. I it, it's weird at first. It takes some getting used to because mm-hmm. um, it's not like a a mesquite smoke is really common amongst whiskeys. I, I know we recently had the smoke stock from Whistle Pig that mm-hmm. that I brought in that I represent, um, which is also delicious. But it's strange. To get that sweetness up front that you do from using American barrels, right? right. right? That kind of caramel and vanilla kind of forward notes to then be followed up by smoke, which you expect to be peat smoke, but it isn't peat smoke. Right. So it, it's strange at first, but it grows on you very quickly. I finished my bottle of this fast. Yeah. It's, it's very, delicious. It's very drinkable. It's oh, yeah. um, It was number 20 on the list. It was actually the one that we opened with, and we even said when we drank it, we were like, man, may the rest of the list be like this, because yeah. this is fun. It's innovative. It's different. It's um, also 100 proof, by the way. I forgot to mention that. It does not drink 100. No, does not, not drink 100 at all. And the... Um, there's other people who I've seen use wood smoke, uh, like that barbecue wood smoke kind of before, and it's been done to excess. This is done like a kiss. You know, it's it's there, but it doesn't murder you. It's, right. it's you know, because let's face it, when you when you smoke, when you barbecue, the wood is very dominant in how you oh, and, big time. And when you cook, hundred percent really can can be overbearing and the other fun thing i wanted to do was just uh bring up the uh, fact that um american single malt is in the final stages with the ttb um standards have been set forth those standards were heard to the public they were passed and are completely now uh been accepted and it's just a matter of the ttb basically writing the paperwork and officially officially publishing it so i figure somewhere between December or the start of the new year, you'll officially hear that American single malt. And for me and what I do, obviously with, with the brand I work with Westward is, is a very big deal that uh, it becomes an official category and is recognized at the uh, same level as bourbon, rye and weed are, you know? Yeah. Oh, anything else we should do, Mr. Graham? Uh, Remember to drink responsibly. How's about that? Let's go ahead and cheers. My good friend. Here we go. All right. Let's get to them notes. I'm all over the place. Don't mind me. I should be a little bit better organized, huh? Yeah. Just distracted by the dick coming out of your head. Not anymore. I took it out. And people can see that now. You, was, you do well to remember. It was distracting enough. <laughs> we opened with two fantastic matches, both with great storylines. One storyline was goals. The other storyline was drama. <laughs> Leeds Ford, Bournemouth 3, Aston Villa 3, Man United 1. Um, Leeds, they get the big win at Anfield. They're at home. All they got to do is get a nice, comfortable win against Bournemouth. 
Bournemouth losers of four in a row. This shouldn't be a problem. Everything's going to be okay. First minute in, you get a penalty, you score, and then they fuck it right off completely. 100%. Calm as you like from Rodrigo, though, by the way. Um, And Leeds did start on the front foot big time. Mm -hmm. But as you say, that was short-lived. Tavernia, after getting that first assist last week, after kind of Mm -hmm. starting to get waves of, we expected you to do more. Mm Mm-hmm. Turned on the fucking flare in the last two games here, mm-hmm. right? He got that assist finally last week. Uh, here, he adjusted his body and finished well at the far post to equalize. Um, and Leeds looked shell-shocked at that point. And Bour- Bournemouth actually started to turn on the style. Mm-hmm. Um, Billing finished well. Solanke Enough, just after another halftime. Another goal for Billing. And, oh, yeah. And here's the thing. At halftime, and what a fucking hammer of a finish that was as well. At halftime, Ellen Road is booing Leeds and booing Jesse mm-hmm. Marsh. Because it was two to one, it could have been four to one. Absolutely, like Bournemouth had chances. Like oh yeah, you said Solanke finally gets one. It was a lovely finish as well. Just after halftime, I think that was the back heel one. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. It? Yep. So uh, here's which was uh, or the flick rather, uh, here, which was pretty dope. Here's the thing, and this is the reason why I keep comparing them to the uh, Blackpool team from back in like I think it was 2012 when Blackpool was in the league Something or like that. 13 Ian Holloway was their manager. Yes, yeah. right. And um, you know what? The Cherries. That was Paul Ince's last season playing for some reason. It he was like about right. 39 or 40 years old, just yeah. kind of standing in the center circle. <clears throat> yeah. Barking instructions at people. Yeah, sounds about right. So the, um, the, the beauty is, is much like Blackpool, Bournemouth can score goals. The problem is, is they can't stop any goals from going in well, there yeah, yet. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this is, this game spoke to me like Bielsa's leads. Mm-hmm. Just very much so. Agreed. Very open at the back, but super fucking aggressive on the front foot trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And despite their 3-1 deficit just after halftime, I think it was the 49th minute or so, they got back on the front foot. They p- pulled themselves out of it and mm-hmm. got back into the game. It was Greenwood um, uh, with a measured finish, actually. It was a very, very good finish from him. Floated right in the And then 90s. Liam Cooper headed in an equalizer in the 68th minute. Ellen Rhodes starts to go nuts, mm-hmm. right? All that booing was soon forgot. Yep. <laughs> and they get behind the team again that is now level. And then fucking uh, Crescencio Somerville uh-huh. popping up again, this time and, with a really good finish. And and a ball from uh, um, Nieto again, the uh, mm-hmm. Italian off the pitch, off the bench again, providing that spark. 100. Uh, and he's the second winner in a row, obviously. Uh, but it was a great pass uh, from Nonto. Uh, and then what a run. He still had so much to do. Mm-hmm. Beat what, three, four defenders before finally sliding away. And then he didn't stop running because he gets tripped up. He falls over the keeper as the ball's going to the back of the net. Kind of does a somersault, jumps back on his feet, then runs across the entire face of the goal all the way back up the entire sideline before he finally slides on his knees. Somerville <laughs> did a somersault, went on a summer jaunt. <laughs> wow. It was wild. Oh. It was it was it was fantastic stuff. And Ellen Road just went absolutely bonkers. And it was wonderful to see. Jesse March does this weird thing, which I've never seen football managers do really. They usually direct their ire or their celebrations somewhere to fans, to players, to mm-hmm. whoever. He does this thing where he kind of stares off like into space, does something, and then just kind of tenses up real bad like this. And then, <laughs> and then just goes, yeah. Yeah. And then just breaks out of it. It's like really weird. And I think it, it I don't know if it's an American thing. I don't, I've never done that. <laughs> well, we've, we've, we've come to discover just from Jesse in his career as a coach and as a player 
He's a no fuck around guy. He's well, there's a, very there's a, high intensity. Yeah, but there's a few there's a few pundits that I, I've listened to that talk, like he knows when the camera's on him. <laughs> he knows yeah. when people are watching. I don't disagree. I don't, um, this could have been disastrous for Leeds. Mm-hmm. It really could have been, and uh, they're lucky to pull it out. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. It could have been his last game. As great as as great of a win as that is, I feel like this still doesn't install any hope or confidence in that side. I think Ellen Road will be quickly to turn on their side again if they're down to nothing. Like, I tend to agree to it. Yeah, it's um he's got to figure out a way to get that team to defend as intensely as they attack. Put Luke Ayling back on the field. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. Because he was their organizer. What little organization they had, he mm. was their organizer mm. uh last season. I think that'd be massively important for them to to find a way to reintegrate him into the side. And that may mean a change in formation, but do they lose too much going forward? I don't know that they have the personnel. I think January is going to be telling for Leeds especially. Mm-hmm. They have what? Excuse me, one more weekend uh, before the World Cup, yeah? Yeah. So um, coming back from the World Cup, I think there's two games, and then the transfer window is open. Yep. So you're able, hopefully, to address some of these issues. You know, you got somebody... That maybe didn't get out of Bournemouth or um, um, uh, Burnley in time, excuse me, Mm -hmm. you know, that has that ability to marshal a defense and organize and do things that maybe you just don't possess in your squad. Um, I thought Leeds would have done well with somebody like Ben Mee or Tukowski at last (laughs) offseason before you and and, uh, Brentford lapped them up. But they obviously need a steady Eddie back there. That's what they're crying out for is a steady Eddie at the back that is able to, I mean, Ben Mee's not super technically gifted, but he's a decent passer of the ball. Like somebody back there to go, listen, fuckers, I've yeah. been part of the best defense in the Premier League six times. Uh, listen to me. Uh, someone, but he can still play and, and, and help them on the counterattack. You know, someone who's been sitting on the bench and hasn't seen a single fucking minute of action that's not fantastic, but knows how to steady a defense. Michael Keane at Everton. There you go. Has, yeah. an, has like they're clearly looking to move on from him, and he's not getting any time, right, at all. And that's with everyone being hurt, and he's still not getting any time. Yeah. So I, I think somebody somebody like that is, is not a bad shout. Somebody like at Newcastle that's not getting minutes suddenly. Yeah, you know what Lichelles. I mean. Yeah, Lascelles. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Exactly right. Not super technically gifted, but a decent passing range. That all they have to do is start an attack real quick, and then they can fuck off and organize. Well, and also someone who will stop having people just run through the middle and score goals, because that's that's the goals leads give up, too. It's just these, like, guy wide open on the far post. Guy just runs right through the fucking lane. Yeah, and, and that's like him. Vladimir Sufal's got to be unhappy with his minutes this season. Yeah. He's about to get dropped from my fantasy team, by the way. Yeah, heard. Um, but, like, some, like, those kinds of people are... That you know, he's still got a lot going forward, Sufal. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamptey not getting a ton of minutes at Brighton really uh, at the moment because they're playing so well in this system. Like these are people you might want to look at that can defend, but still offer you a lot going forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, it's they just need, they they, they need, need a little bit of a shakeup at the back. I think they got to make some fixes. Mm-hmm. They they really do. You know, Mister Graham. Even when it's like a skier. Holding two poles and jerking them ferociously. Even Unai Emery fucks when they go to Villa. Hey. <laughs>
What was what was you, that? You, you just, the two circle <laughs> hands the, look like he's like. So you put one guy on this side, one guy on this side. You grab him by the wings and give him a little tug. That's give him a little tugger. It's like you drive the ball down and then you drive the ball to the side. <laughs> yeah, just and then did. you squeeze. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> I didn't get it. Maybe that was the problem. Is Arsenal didn't understand those tactics. I, uh, just, <laughs> I just gotta say, so far, nothing boring about him. Well, here's the thing. This is the part that drives me nuts. I don't know that because Sevilla didn't play like this when he managed them back in the day. Uh, Valencia didn't play like this when he managed them last week. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks ago, whatever it was. <laughs> I think this was more. Go show me what you can do. I know there's a team in here somewhere. Yeah. Go show me what you could do and let's figure it out together. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably the smartest thing he could do because Villa, we've never complained about Villa having talented footballers. We've complained about their system. We've complained about injuries. We've complained about the lack of goals consistently from Watkins and then the mostly injured Ings mm -hmm. all the time. Um, we never said they weren't good. Yeah, right, I, we've never good. said that they're plenty good, and they have good players within that squad. Um, it was you know, Douglas Louise uh, balanced the side, balanced the midfield when he came back, mm -hmm. um, and even the performances in the last few weeks of Jared's reign looked better mm -hmm. with Douglas Louise in the midfield. Right, they just couldn't find the back of the net. Right. Well, Leon Bailey all of a sudden looks like fucking Killian Mbappe. Which is crazy. It was 15 minutes in, and they're up 2 nothing on fucking Man United. It was like... It was dope. Like, boom, boom, goal, goal. And it was beautiful, purposeful, technical goals. In fact, technically, we were 4-0 because the one goal was a deflection, and it that's was an right. own goal from Ramsey, who made up for it later, so that's okay. Uh, let's talk about the Luca Digne free kick. Oh, and not so just No, fuck, the, the free kick wasn't even that good. Let's talk about Captain Emmy. It's okay. all about Emmy. Uh, big shout-out to um, uh, God. Uh, Steve was the one who put up the uh, the uh, post about it, right? Uh -huh, I mm -hmm. think so, yeah. And, um, and then Jeff put it up as well on our uh, closed group. Uh, and I saw it in the Villa North America group. That that's Drunk United FC on Facebook. If you didn't know, that's where all the hashtag dance happen. Emmy runs all the way up to midfield, standing mm -hmm. from midfield by the end line, by the sideline, looking at the wall, and starts pointing at Tyrone and, Mings and waving. Waves, hey, waves, yeah. hey, Mings look attention. at me, I'm back here, back here, yeah. and starts directing them directing to lean traffic. more yeah. into the wall, mm -hmm. and then exactly where Digne put the ball was right mm -hmm. through Mings's head that Emery had I mean that um Emmy, Emmy. had pushed him over yep. to do. And then well they unsighted De Gea post. They unsighted De Gea mm -hmm. big time with where uh -huh. he moved them mm -hmm. and who better to line the wall up. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. I mean I've seen other teams do that in the past. Doesn't happen often. Yeah. But a goalkeeper will run up and line up and go move 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. their offensive wall Capitano right to, taking to, control. It was it was good. It was great. And then celebrated it like he fucking scored it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course he oh, did. Yeah. He runs away. The video I saw was from a fan uh, mm -hmm. in the stands. It was like a cell phone video. Right. And you could see him. He turns and looks at him. I mean, he's running by, you know, yeah. doing the hands and fucking jeering the crowd yeah. up. It to was great. To be fair, he cheers like that all the time. And we're going to talk about people cheering. Big difference between uh, Gerard and Unai Emery. As soon as that goal was scored, he was high-fiving everybody on the bench. All smiles and excitement. Uh, Never now, saw Gerard do that. Now, one thing that... Uh, it was we, English. 
Andy Scouse. <laughs> one, one thing that uh, we thought that Emery needed to do, and I, I'm going to have to assume he did it because the man played with a fire in his fucking belly, mm-hmm. is he put his arm around Tyrone Mings and he looked at him and he said, you're a big fucker. Go out there and do big fucker Go things. be a big fucker. Yeah. Go be a big fucker. And, and he did. And, he did. Uh, but, well, and, and before we get to that moment specifically, let's talk about the inspirational move by uh, Ten Hug to put the uh, captain's armband on the man who walked off the fucking pitch. What the fuck? What was it, three, four weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a massive mistake. Why did you put the armband on him? We talked about how the... Benching him, not putting him on the squad mm-hmm. the next game. The message that that sent to his team that this is where we are moving forward. You erase all of that. You do, well, that's fine, exactly right because you need to use him. That's fine. He's a talented player. Use him, but you put the fucking armband on him. So me and Stephen Walsh, our, our mm-hmm. good friend, a member of the Charm City Gooners, and uh, owner of Walsh Trivia, great mm-hmm. company. Uh, check them out. Do a lot of online trivia games and stuff like that. Um, it was either it was either him or um, me and him talked or, about or Michael who put up the. Uh, I think, the, I think he, uh, Michael put up the original post, but me and Stephen had a big oh, conversation the Unai, about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. the Unai Emery thing. I mean, the I mean, Martinez thing um, no, with the wall. No, the no, other no. one, the okay. David De Gea. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> All right, guys, take a Let's moment. Let's just say, just say names. Catch up. Yeah. You're good. Alanga. Um, no, the <laughs> fucking hell. The uh, the Billy decision. Bob, Bob Rudek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> the, <laughs> Michael Wilbon. <laughs> the decision. <laughs> what a deep cut that was. That's what? random. Mechalika High, Mechahoney Ho. Jumanji, let's go. Brazzers, <laughs> the way to uh, <laughs> Elon Musk, <laughs> Blue parody, Tech. parody, parody, <laughs> Blue Tech, the um, your mom has a Blue Tech, <laughs> cost eight dollars ninety five cents, buddy. The all you have to Thank do, you, it's cheaper. Listen, I'm trying to make a point. Get to your point. Is me and Steven had a spirited discussion about what that means to the to United and what happens. And I think personally, my point of it was, is I think without really explaining why he did it and which apparently he did afterwards, I heard today Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a very good explanation. Uh, Um, What was it? uh, Something along the lines of, well, De Gea is tired. Uh, Bruno Fernandes is hurt. Uh, Christian Eriksen. Uh, Fernandes was on uh, suspension, but not not suspended. Okay. He was not here. Yeah. Is the point. So essentially, who else did I have to put it on? <laughs> De Gea, put it on the keeper's arm. He yeah. plays every fucking but game. He said he was tired. He couldn't do it. Aww, if he's too tired to be out, to wear an armband, he's too tired to fucking be on. I'm the just pitch. telling you what I heard. Anyway, the doesn't McGuire play for United? I think it was a massive mistake. <laughs> Steven seems to think there was another conversation had where maybe some of the senior players went to them and say, "Hey, we talked to Ronaldo." We've got him on side. Give him another chance. Kind Fair of thing. Enough. But unless Ten Hag comes out and says that, my problem is, is the English press especially is going to eat it up and crucify him for it. Well, Which well. I'm sure somebody like Luke Shaw or somebody like Alanga or that other kid that started, the Argent- I think he's Argentinian, mm-hmm. the other forward that started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of those guys that are kind of fringe McTominay. That are right. kind of fringe players, uh-huh. but involved, may get their heads turned by the media and go, "Yeah, you're right. This guy doesn't know what he's doing." 
Well, you know what I mean? How many times could how many times Mel Mm -hmm. has has one of your friends, you know, been like your girlfriend's group talk shit about someone's husband and they go, yeah, you know what? You're right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many times have we done that to a girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. You know, been like, oh, that girl, what are you doing? And then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and this happens with footballers. Yeah. Yeah. This happens with footballers. They, they you know, very well documented. They're not all the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> well, then let's so, check when they get <laughs> When they get the media coming at them and every story, that every podcast, every Every evening news is about this. <laughs> you had to slide it in. <laughs> I was I was just about to say, old Jackie boy. Hey, look, he had two slides on. The problem was they were for the same foot. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like all the stupid shit, right? Like you can't shelter your team from all of that stuff. And eventually that outside pressure could mm-hmm. turn a couple heads within the dressing room. Then they start talking. Then other players turn their heads. And then you lose the dressing room. Right. Well, let's talk about about that captain-like performance That's what, from uh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I have thoughts. <laughs> so I, just, I, I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a stupid move. On a ball coming into the box, uh, uh, there was a little bit of tussling. Yeah. That always happens. And let's face it, I mean, you know, Tyrone had gotten the talking to and said, you're a big fucker. Go do big fucker things. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get in the pretty boy's head and I'm going to mess with them a little bit. Well, boy, did he because um, uh, somebody decided to suplex somebody. <laughs> I mean, Ronaldo attacked Tyrone Mings more than he attacked the other goal. Ah. <laughs> um, and now here's the thing. Now, Mel, Mel looked at me as the game was going on. And she's like, how's that not a red? I'm oh. like, where is it really violent conduct is what it really comes down to. Like it's they were guys, wrestling. Yeah. Two guys mm-hmm. tussling. Yeah. And it didn't look like Mings committed any kind of a foul, but he was handsy and Ronaldo overreacted. But it wasn't like he he didn't kick him. He didn't like he didn't was it, punch him or throw an arm into him. It was if anything. Mings leaned into <laughs> it and let Ronaldo take him to the ground. Hear me now, you Man United fuckers, because I've seen your comments <laughs> out there. Mings would not have gone to the ground if he didn't want to. I would tend to Re- agree with that. Renardo. 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 <laughs> Renardo. Where's Renardo? <laughs> That's probably what everybody was asking during that match. Hey, Rivaldo. <laughs> exactly. Fucking anonymous and he the so the i will say and this is maybe a better example of two men getting into a kind of a tackle your mom's checking in now just as i'm dropping f-bombs perfect mom it was mel this time she fucking did it (laughs) (laughs) just kidding mom come on just kidding mel will bleep it later it's fine the um uh was it Nelson Semedo? Who got sent off in Wolves? We'll get to that one. No, oh, what no. I'm saying I, I, is this is a better comparison right. in terms of the actual fouls. This is two men jo- right. joxing for position. Yes. And Don't kind describe Semedo's because I got a really good line later on, okay? <laughs> Don't describe it. All right. Uh, okay, then I'll wait. But yes, this please. is this is two men jostling for position uh-huh. and kind of falling over the other one's leg. Okay. Versus essentially a tackle. Which I think is mm-hmm. fair is that good. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so there was a degree of separation between those two men is what other, I'm saying. Here's the other thing, too. That's the, game, the difference. This game got worse. There was a couple more times there, especially Ooh. there was one tackle in the middle of the field that Ronaldo put on that went, 
Uh, that's normally a yellow. Uh-huh. Wonder why that wasn't a second yellow. Yep. Hmm, maybe because uh, there's a seven on the back of his jersey and his name's Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely, that should have been his second yellow. And uh, been. Maybe it's because he had the captain's armband on. Should have gotten set off. Um, and then the other, and then <laughs> then there was another one. And again, I I used the same Cap- logic. Wait, I think you missed that. Say that again, Captain, Captain who? Dorcarano. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, she's thought you glossed over that far too much. She, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> that deserved credit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, look at Sam for once, not um, wanting his own approval, wanting approval for you. you. Um, it is election day tomorrow. Oh, your forget. mom just went yay, Ronaldo. What is she drinking? <laughs> she thinks he's hot. I he's he's very. Easy I don't want to look talk at. about it. He's very easy to look. I don't want to talk about it. She oh. she fancies Ronaldo. Oh. So anywho, here's the thing. Later on in the match, you have um, Martinez and Leon Bailey get into a little bit of a scrap on the sidelines, and then flat out, Martinez throws an elbow right into his chest after the play is dead on the sideline. And here's where I kind of looked at I went, I don't get why VAR, other than VAR deemed it not a red card, but that was violent conduct. That was an assault at a player. And it's the same as a headbutt. <laughs> It's the same as a kick out after a play's yeah. done. That, it should have been sent off. I, that, for that should have been sent off. Yes. And and my thing to her was is she's like the well, first why? foul should have been a yellow. The elbow should have at least been a second yellow well, in the same thirty eight seconds. And that's where she said, "Well, why isn't that a yellow?" And I go, "Well, VAR doesn't give yellows. They then give reds. Correct. A red. I and mean, like, that was that was okay. The first attack, putting his butt into him <laughs> and backing him off. That's fine. But the second, like poignant hit." Come on! Now. Yeah, he literally took his elbow and threw it into his shoulder. Oh, he's got a Napoleon. Sorry, he's man, got a Napoleon you. complex. Um, you know, because he's so found small. Their legs. And that and is so tiny. Took a beating to mm-hmm. you, and all y'all could do was elbow, elbow, chip, chip, tackle. And here's United again. <laughs> One step forward, three steps fucking back. Everybody, clap your hands. Elbow, elbow, chip, chip, tackle. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Two tackles to the right. <laughs> Two elbows to the left. Two stamps this time. Uh, uh. Crisscross! <laughs> Everybody scores a goal. <laughs> There's no, that, more was the fir- that was the first game. <laughs> There's more we could have done, but that was perfectly fine. That's, that was the right place to end it. Um, the top of the table saw one side dominate on the road and the other almost give it away with 10 men. Arsenal 1, Chelsea 0, Man City 2, Fulham 1. I mean, almost give it away is Hold on. generous. Don't let the scoreline fool you. This was a flat-out domination by the Gunners. Oh, absolutely. We uh, This was head, a head one-sided match the entire fucking time. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, and it wasn't even just a we're going to out-possess you, we're going to we're going to get more shots, we're going to play the more um, aggressive match. We're gonna outman you. Oh, like, yeah. We we've got more testicular fortitude than you do. That in in and in your building, we're gonna walk in and dominate you. So what I'm annoyed by is that we didn't create more clear cut chances. Um, but 55.7 percent possession, two shots on target to their one. 14 shots overall. Mm-hmm. We need to be more clinical than that. Oh, got to be. Gotta Period. Be. But we had 662 touches to their 536. Uh, we passed the ball a full 92 times more than they did. 
We put in seven less tackles because we were less under the cosh, obviously. Now, we did have a few more clearances than they did, um, but I think two of those happened in the same kind of package of play. Uh, we had more corners, and we were not caught offside <laughs> at all. Our star forward had three or four chances on target. Their star forward, who used to be our star forward, only had eight touches. And was in subbed the out at halftime. Uh, about f- 62 minutes, I think, he got subbed out Sorry, on. Sorry, yeah, subbed out quick. But uh, a sad little face he had on. and the, <laughs> was sitting on the side. It was great. Mm. Beautiful. I'm sure you appreciated the, that. Did you see the promo that he cut? Uh, no. For the game? No, no. It said, hey, Arsenal, nothing personal. Mm. I'm back. I'm blue. I'm ready. Ah. Eight touches. Eight touches. Eight touches. Sounded like when he used to play for you. And then we said, ain't nothing personal. <laughs> Three points. London's red. Take that. <laughs> and Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, center back Gabriel did that. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he said, nothing personal. London is red, period. And it is red straight up five for five this season in London derbies. Mm-hmm. Killing it. We have beaten uh, Liverpool, Tottenham, and now Chelsea. And you beat Palace. Well, no, I'm saying Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. We haven't played City. We lost, lost to United. United. So that's three out of four. Mm-hmm. Other big six. Yeah. One now, granted, two of those two them. of those were at home. Right. But Man United was at Old Trafford, and yeah. we should have won that fucking game. We dominated that game. Mm-hmm. And this is why everybody was all going nuts, and uh, you know Kenny and all his boys, and John and JB, and everybody's talking shit. This is why I wasn't concerned, because the performance was good. Mm-hmm. We dominated that game. We got robbed of the first goal, which would have changed the complexion of the game, and Anthony did his thing on the counterattack. Fine. Okay. It happens. We don't have a great record at Old Trafford. No problem. <clears throat> the performance was there. The boys stood up and did what they were supposed to do. Right. And since then, we've gone on a fucking tear. Yeah. And now we've beaten after that game. We've beaten Liverpool. We've beaten Tottenham both at home. And now we've got our big six away win. Yep. We are fucking trucking along. All right. It was a great game. Um, Partey was fucking immense in mm -hmm. that game. Breaking up play interceptions kept us on the front foot the entire time. And then you had, uh, Martinelli on the side, running rampant. You had Saka running rampant. It was fantastic. Now here, it was fantastic. R- real quick, I'm and we're it, we get- scared Chelsea so much. Kukurea needed a snuggle. Yes, off right. of a corner. We're going to we're going to get back to Arsenal in just a second. I do want to take a moment to talk about Chelsea. Um, it feels like to me Potter wants to start playing the younger players. Put Imbrosia, had Gallagher out there. I feel like, do, do we think, here's, how can I phrase it? Here's what I wonder. Will Chelsea Football Club, because it's new ownership, it's not Abramovich. Abramovich wouldn't have fucking stood for it. Will the new, because <laughs> he would have been like, no, you use what I bought for you, or I buy more, including new coach, fuck you, is what Abramovich would have done. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> does this new ownership allow Potter to go, okay, this is a transition year. Yes. And it's time it's time to work in new players. 100%. It's like, okay, you, fine, we did the thing with, with um, Obama Yang that was before Potter got here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of the transfers were before yeah. Potter right. got like, there. Right, like, okay, um, 
Maybe it's time to move on from Havertz like we moved on from Werner. They're not meant for the fucking Prem. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, do, do you you do think though that that they're that this new ownership group's going to be patient enough to let them regress a little to figure it all out? Yes, I do. Because honestly, regressing is still fifth or sixth place in this league. Correct. The way the way this league is shaped up this season, because there's enough teams at the bottom. Like, let's face it. A team in seventeenth place could be in ninth place in two with, games. Yeah, in two games. So, so yeah, the, I think William Saliba will allow them to regress a little bit before he owns them again. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that tweet? Yes. In the last eighteen months, Chelsea Football Club has been owned by Roman Abramovich, the UK government, Todd Bowley, and William Saliba. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fucking brilliant. But yes, no, I, I do, and, and all all jokes aside, I think Todd Bowley will allow Grandpa. I think, so who is it with the uh, with the Dodgers? They own the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. Who is it with the Dodgers managing there like eight years now? Uh, Dave Roberts. They were shite for two years. They built a decent squad in, in the off-seasons and trades and, and things that happened. They bought most of it. Whatever, doesn't matter, not the point. They, they did it. Bitter Giants fan. Even though I got three World Series rings, they've only got one. Anyway, they built yes. a good side. They kept him on, mm-hmm. fell just short, finally won him a World Series, right? Yeah. And then fell short again, and he's still there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, their track record, yes, it's not football. Yes, it's not the rabid fan base it, that Chelsea it, Football it, Club it has. says that they will but it, it, see this the project. The only thing we have to go on is their previous sporting projects. Right. And they're sticking with their man. You also so don't bring. You have in, you to also think, don't bring in this coach if it's not going to be a project. Correct. This you know? is a project coach. It's like Pochettino. It's yeah. a project coach. Yeah, very much. Now back to uh, the the real thing. The Gunners, obviously. That's right. Baby. Say it again. Another in the back. Another <laughs> massive check on the checklist. We got that clipboard. We're holding it in our hands. We're going down the checklist. This is another one of them big uh-huh. fucking checks. Oh yeah. Got, ourse- got ourselves a break, top in our Europa League group. Mm-hmm. That's a big check. Sam, it's time to finally say it. This team is title contenders. Yep. It's time to finally say it. They yes, legitimately we are. are. Do, do we think City's probably going to figure out a way yes, to win? Yes, we do. They probably will. <laughs> but, but I think it is fair to say now, it's a two-team race. And one of those two teams in the race is Arsenal fucking football. Club. The the problem the problem is with the way the season is. We haven't played City yet, right? So right. we still have to play them twice. The point gap is such that if we lose those two games, they win the title, right? Of course. Um, we still have to play Liverpool away. We still have to play Tottenham away. We still have to play United at home. Um, so there's still some big games to come, right? Of course. But we are starting to prove to. Not only the fans, is that we're not the important ones. They're proving to themselves that they can do it and they belong there. Um, I mean, other than that Southampton draw, there's no real blemishes on the... I mean, well, exactly. That and, but, Southampton draw is more of a blemish than the uh, United loss. 100%. Honestly, yeah, it's more yeah, of a blemish. Yeah, 100%. Um, especially since they lost their manager. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Yeah. The other thing uh, about that situation is the World Cup is going to play a massive part. I've said this. What happens if Jacob and Partey get hurt? What happens if everyone except Erling Holland, who's not the only member of the city squad that's not going to be there? What happens if everyone else gets hurt? <laughs> right. What are they going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of the – I never want to see a player injured. I, we've said that how many times on the show. We're both athletes ourselves. There's the, – the injury is the 
I don't want to see that for anybody. It, it's an unfortunate cu- reality of the game, though. We've had a couple of seasons where Kane hasn't gotten hurt. The problem was Kane used to get hurt every fucking uh-huh. season. Uh, Richarlison is going to be healthy enough to play at the World Cup. Will he be healthy after the World Cup? Jesus. <laughs> like, there's... Jesus got named in the squad. Yeah. Coutinho didn't. Yeah. Uh, and Firmino didn't Firmino either. didn't. Yeah. Right? So, do Liverpool come back better off than everybody else? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, the, this World Cup being placed where it is, with the amount of football these, play, uh, football these players have played over the last, you know, two, three years now, really, yeah. with not a, a massive break, what it, this World Cup could prove... You know, somebody like a Leicester coming through and winning. A lot of Newcastle squad isn't going to be involved. And they're in third. You know what Don't I'm saying? Look now. They're I'm not, in third I'm not, fucking place. I'm not calling them contenders, quote unquote, yet. You know, to an army. Don't get on my back about ruining your shit. What I'm saying is, is say four or five starters for Arsenal get hurt. Sammy Lekong is not as good. Right? Mm-hmm. Eddie Nketiah is not as good as Gabriel Jesus, even on his bad days. Right? Right? So there's a massive drop-off there. If Holland has no service, he can't do it on his own. Right. Every other city player is going to be there, right? Like, what happens if people get long-term injuries at this World Cup or get hurt the first or second game back? Right. What happens if England go all the way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you've got Saka out there. You've got, you know, Phil Foden and Mason Mount and all and Ryan Sterling and all and Harry Kane and all these players that are massively important for their clubs yeah. in the traditional big six sides. What happens if they go down two games after the World Cup and they're out for three months? Yeah, about the only player that a What World do those teams do? About the only player that about the only type of player, the field player that would not be affected by having to play the World Cup as long as they don't get an injury, will come back and not be tired is a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. That's it, because a goalkeeper just plays all the time. And it, with a goalkeeper, the more minutes you give them, the better. That's just they play everything, right? So those so, those guys will be okay. But in fact, if anything, the backups, the Ramsdales, because he's going to sit the entire time watching Jordan Pickford play. He might come back a little rusty because he hasn't been playing nonstop. You know, right? But you would hope training would help with that, with training against other world class play, right? World class yeah. players. But my my point is, is is these top six, quote unquote, may look very fucking different when they come back from the World Cup or shortly after the World Cup. Right. And if there's two, three, four losses in a span of five, six, seven games, somebody like Newcastle, who's well rested, who's able to go out now, they pick up wins in that same time. What's to say they can't? This could be a season that proves Leicester, and I said that before the season huh. started. The, don't pla- the placement suddenly, of this World Cup is fucking weird. Yeah, suddenly Newcastle and Brighton could find themselves right up in Champions League spots. Right, and and play. I would consider Arsenal in that position. I mm-hmm. mean, we're playing well, and it's getting exciting, and I'm trying to temper my expectations. Right, but we could come back from this World Cup. Knock on wood, we don't. But we could come back from this World Cup looking very fucking different, yeah. and there being a problem at the top end of the Premier League, and it'll upset the apple cart because points on the board are better than not. Yeah. We say it all the time. Yep. Uh, Keeping it rolling here. Um, City escape with three points. They didn't deserve it. That's for damn sure. That foul was, it was a foul. It was foul. Soft. Softest of fouls. So soft. It's in today's, in today's Premier League, even if this was City doing it to Fulham, the ref would have called that. Mm-hmm. That's getting called every time. Yep. The only thing that's up for interpretation is handballs and where it hits on the sleeve. That mm-hmm. was my bitter Everton showing for a moment about City. <laughs> <laughs> this game, 
the the sad part is is Fulham couldn't hold out, obviously. Right. But and hold out, I mean hold out, because City, despite being down to ten, still finished with seventy one percent possession. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and honest honestly, some people are like, Oh, why didn't Fulham try to have a go at the game? That's exactly what you don't want to do against, against fucking City. City. Fuck no. City wants Fuck you to no. fucking have a go. 100% you they want you to have a go. You stick to the fucking game plan you've been running with. You stick to that fucking game plan. And and, um, and Leno was needed on multiple fucking occasions. Oh, yeah. Prior to the sending off and after. Uh, by the way, that sending off, absolutely agree with on Cancelo. It's the last so defender. Yeah, They're like, oh, it looks there was, shoulder no, there to was, shoulder. No, doesn't matter. He was. He had no eye on the ball. No. It might have been shoulder to shoulder. That was him going. I'm going to run right into this. There guy was no with my genuine. Shoulder. There was no genuine attempt to play no, the ball or gain possession of the ball it was, at all. It was absolutely literally just a red. taking out the def, uh, the uh, the attacker. Yeah, it was just it's, it's bullshit. It's red. It's a penalty, and you hate the double jeopardy thing. But it was it was the last goal. Like. You have no choice. The way the, the the law is written, that is absolutely positively a red card. It has to be. It just Here's the, the difference. Dean Henderson, mm-hmm. with his grab on Weiss's leg, genuinely tried to play the ball. Trying to get the ball. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's not a red. Actually got a nick on the ball, mm-hmm. but then grabbed Weiss's leg. So it's definitely a penalty. Yeah, you know. Well, or did yeah. enough to hold him up at least. Let my let my bitter Everton show again. Larice got a nick on the ball too when he grabbed fucking Rashawlison and pulled him to the ground last season. They didn't call that a penalty. I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> Although I believe you because it was Tottenham cheaters. Here's here's a little question. Parody. Can City win without Holland? Are they now a one trick pony? No, because they're very good at other things, yeah. which is another theme that came up on DUFC this week. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody said, I can't remember what, uh, was, I shared it actually. Mm-hmm. It was Michael Owen saying something ridiculous and um, and contradicting himself in within two sentences, essentially. And it reminded me on the other week on, I think it was on Guy, mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that. Don't quote me on the channel. But Paul Scholes described Anthony as a one-trick pony for United. <laughs> Followed the next sentence, uh-huh. describing two things he was good at. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's a one-trick pony, but he could really dribble and shoot. Well, that would not be a one-trick pony. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be a, a two-trick, two-trick pony. pony. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, uh, no, City are very good at other things. They're very good at football. They can lull you to sleep. They're, I mean, it's it's Barcelona 2.0, yeah? It's an old tiki-taka yeah. that you can't touch the ball, so eventually somebody will make a mistake, and we have the players to put the ball away. I think they will. I think if they, without Holland with 11 men, they still come out on top against Fulham. Yeah. I think the key was, uh, and Holland did score, but was ruled offside mm-hmm. very tight. Uh, but I think it was the right decision. It was. It was. He was um, off. But ultimately, with 10 men, they still possessed almost three quarters of the ball. Yeah. yeah. It's City are very good at other things. Oh, yeah. So they, Fulham would have, I think, collapsed. So one last thought, and I want to actually turn it towards Fulham. Um, even with the losing at the death. Mm-hmm. Fulham's got to be happy as shit. Uh, it's, dis- it's disappointing as fuck. It'll be right. gutting for them. But I think they could be proud of what they did. They Absolutely proud of what they at did. At the almost halfway point, they are sitting ninth place on 19 points. The general rule of thumb is they got 20 more points to get. Just to piss Kenny off, I'm going to say they have zero chance of going down. <laughs> now that they're sitting in ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shoehorn.
Running out the rest of the I'm league. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> it's, it. It was still done. <laughs> Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2, Brighton 3, Wolverhampton 2, Leicester 2, Everton 0, Newcastle 4, Southampton 1, Crystal Palace 2, West Ham 1, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. I've got something now. Mm-hmm. I was uh, happened to be in the restroom. Okay. The other day, my brother texted me and said, are you going to the casino? I said, mm-hmm. no, sure aren't. He said, I am. You want me to put something in for you? I said, yeah, do it. I did all four 11 o'clock games just like I did on the show. Uh huh. And I said, what are the odds? And he was like, well, the live odds uh, are X, Y, Z. I think it was plus 996 or something. Uh huh. I was like, put $15 on. I Venmoed him 15 bucks. Every fucking result came in. But this. And Brentford was winning. Oh, that's right. Until the end of stoppage time, and they fucked it. An own With goal. With an own goal. An own goal. And I lost $143. Uh-huh. Well, I lost 15 bucks. Right. But in the 94th minute and 12 seconds, I had $143 in my pocket. Yep. And I counted my chickens before they hatched. Uh-huh. And I counted my stack, just counted my chips while I was still sitting at the table. What's yep. the opposite of the what's his name song? Never count your money when you're sitting at the yeah, table. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I did that, and then I got fucked. Yeah, you did. Not a good game for Ben Me. Well, he had a great clear attempted clearance. It was over the line. It was still over the line. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't his fault. I mean, yeah. He did well to clear the first one, but it hit off his boy Zanko. Zanka. Yeah. Zinky. Zinkadink. And directly responsible for the first goal, too. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably not, accurate. Not it was good for... feet from Morton Gibbs. Uh, uh, his yeah. first name's not Morton. Uh, Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Gibbs White. Uh, it was great feet from him and a composed finish. I thought the goalkeeper probably could have done better there as well. It should have be been honest. should have been honestly three points to, uh, to Brentford. Uh, I think this is a you steal it at the death at home because you're at the city grounds. There's, I don't think there's much more to read into this. Brentford's the better side. I think Dean Henderson solidified his place as England's number four. Yeah. And he's not going to be on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think Nick Pope will be number three and Ramsdale, Ramsdale number, number two, two. Yeah. and Jordan Pickford number one. Yeah. But I think this stupid ass mistake uh, that he made fouling Wisa and then later on now, maybe, he was distracted by the DMs from Nicole <laughs> or the cat calls from the front row because I heard she was there holding up a sign saying, hey, baby daddy, yeah. pay attention to me. Uh, but he got caught in no man's hey, land. Dino, make me pregnant. <laughs> I believe is yeah. what the sign yeah. says. And uh, he got caught in fucking no man's land. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, and Wisa did you know very well to, to finish that chance off. Um, but the first one in Buemo, uh was a great penalty, sent uh, Henderson the wrong way. Uh, and then the, the Nottingham Forest second goal, obviously, at the death was was the own goal, which was terribly unfortunate. But, again, you put it in a position and see what happens, and a frantic, crazy goal mouth, um, that kind of shit can happen with all those bodies in there. What are you going to do? Wolves finally score goals, and yet they still give it away. Allow me to say the following, Mr. Graham, about uh, Mr. Semedo. It was a brilliant open field tackle. He got his arms wrapped around the man. He didn't lead with his head to not get the personal foul. Sorry, wrong football. That's a red card. <laughs> this is where I was saying there is the difference. Red yeah. card. 
this is where I was the difference is between the Ronaldo and Mings interaction and this one. Because this one was a free safety cleaning somebody out after <laughs> making a catch. Dove wrapped his arms around him, <laughs> was smart enough to move his head to the side as not to be a missile, and took him down clean in the fucking secondary, man. <laughs> now that being said, the whole it on the way down, the Brighton player, who I've never heard of before, was just already signaling. Already. Card. Card. As, he hadn't even hit the ground as, yet. As, as, card, he's, card. as he's hit the ground, he's already got his <laughs> hand in the air. Like, Fucking brilliant. The, let, us, let us say that this, I, you know what? I can proclaim this in the history of football. That is the easiest red card ever handed out. Hey, that, is easier, that is easier than, the, than Luis Suarez just sticking up his hand and whacking it out of the goal yeah. in the World Cup again. Uh, that is how easy of a red card. Well, that now, was. I I will say I will say somebody Sean Taylor, formerly of the Washington Redskins, RIP, mm-hmm. is super proud of this tackle in the I'm open field. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> brilliant. He used to just one problem. What motherfuckers? One problem. <laughs> wrong sport. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing wrong else. football, man. <laughs> what are you doing? I know the NFL has played a few games there in recent weeks. Don't get excited. <clears throat> That's not the same thing. A uh, good, good win for Brighton going up to Wolves and getting and getting the three points. Uh, and re- unlikely goal scores as well. Wasn't yeah. just Trossard again. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, which is good. It, it was it was more people getting involved. More team. They look like they're starting to settle in now under Deserby. What do you think? Had, they've had some slips and then they've answered back. This yeah. is. I'm really starting to feel like this is a top 10 side and this is a side that's challenging for Europe. I feel, I really do start to feel like, because it's a bit more confident in that. Even with Potter being gone, even with losing Basuma and Cucurella, which I thought was going to cripple them as a club. It clearly hasn't. They're just moving right along. And this is a nice, solid, big win for them. It's just next man up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Three of four for the Foxes. And I believe this is... I don't want to talk about it. Four shutouts in six for old Dougie Gunn. He's, he's not a good goalkeeper. He's st- <laughs> I still don't buy into it. Um, I would say a lot of this shutout wasn't necessarily Leicester playing good as it was Everton. Just They created opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. They just never put a shot on. Like... They attacked a ton. They got into the well, box yeah. a ton. They just never so I, seemed to really threaten, despite the fact that they seemed to be... Lester basically counterattacked them twice and got a couple of goals. You know I mean? And, oh, but, oh by the way, here's, here's a thought process. He's done it one out of two times. One he put off the post, one he put in. He did it back in an FA Cup. Maybe... Just maybe, if Yuri Tillemans is hanging around outside the box, which he does a lot, maybe if the ball comes out to him, might want to mark him because he tends to put it in the fucking upper nineties if he's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Yuri Ruben Tillemans. If you want to, that's in, his name. He does. He, he does it every it was time. How do, like that's. Well, that you know whatever. No you know whatever. That no longer, that's no longer a wow. That's a one in a million shot. It's now a. That guy that's a does that. Yeah. 
That That's guy a does that. You need to be aware it's of like him. It's like marking a Beckham free kick. Right. Like, this guy Ru- has this where capability. Ta- where you talk about Ruben Neves. You mark <laughs> Ruben Neves when you're 25 yards out because that fucker's going to put it in the goal he if do you it. don't. Yeah. Uh, what I will say about that, though, is fair play to Everton. Ben didn't manicure that field. They couldn't have known. No. Just didn't know. That was it. Our boy Ben. If Ben had made that field, it would have been perfect, right? You know. That's that's the thing. Ben didn't manicure the field, so they couldn't have known that Tillemans was going to be able to do that. And uh, don't look now. Everton's just outside of the drop. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say... But that's going to happen a ton. We just discussed that, too. 17th to what, 11th is separated by, like, four points. <clears throat> so, two games, and you're in the top half of the table just about. I, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to happen for the next few weeks. The, what the issue is going to be is Palace... Down through all the way to you guys, really. Yeah. Leeds included in that. Um, Villa. Villa, Brentford. Every, somebody at some point is going to have to string three, in there. three wings, wins together and separate themselves. Yeah. And then make that relegation battle smaller. <laughs> Problem is none of y'all fuckers can. No, I can say. Here's, That's the issue. Here's what I can say for Everton. And I still like. This time last season, it was just starting to fall apart. It was just like, fuck, we're, we're too good. Like, we, we shouldn't be here, but but fuck, right? This one, I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, I can easily name three, four, five teams who I think are worse than us. Like, this is where, where it's very different from last year. We have a very serviceable side. It's not like there's glaring. The only glaring weakness is, is putting the ball on the net. But mm-hmm. but then also two weeks ago we put fucking three in the back of the net against uh against Palace you know so we can score but there's the pieces are there and I feel like you know what January you get the right kind of difference maker guy that you can work with because mm-hmm. what we did is we sold our difference maker to fucking Spurs mm-hmm. right you get a difference maker guy because between Gray McNeil and Gordon they're all good none of them are great right we need a great. You, you need a great. You need a great. You, you, yeah, you, you yeah. need a great. And, sure. and, and, and every team, like, even like uh, a palace has a great. They got Saha. They mm-hmm. got a great. Like, they all, most of those teams in that in that area, they got a great. You got a guy who can do something. And Everton needs that guy. You know what I, I also <laughs> said? The, the last line, which is pretty funny, that I have here uh, <laughs> that I wrote. I said, uh, uh, Everton defended pretty good and Pickford made one or two really, really good saves. But it was all undone by a goal of the month contender from Tielemans. And this was an accident, but it sounds good. Uh, a fanta- fantastic volley. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I accidentally put an E up. on that, Mel. Okay, it's a uh, fantastic volley. I, mm. I take this shot more out of aggravation because this is a team we normally beat at home, and it's why I was bullish on picking them on my bet last week because that's... The year they won it and 2019 are the only times Leicester Football Club has ever beaten Everton in our building. And this was the third, which is like, you watch that game, and I kind of knew from the go when when Awobi missed that sitter that he probably yeah, should have had. I was definitely. like, that's the way this fucking game's going to go. It's yep. just, that's going to be it. It's going to be one of those days for us. I got gotcha. go. <sighs> <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm uh I'm going to uh Oh, that's pretty good. You look like Popeye. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to oh, Chicago Malort. this week. 
the spinach for drunkards. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to Chicago this week, Sam, and uh, I've already been told there is um because we we already talked about. It. I was like, ah, there needs to be some malort, right? And everybody's like, no, no malort. I'm like, well, of course there's got to be malort. The um, this is where. Chicago. I'm going to Chicago oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on Wednesday and on Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday night, we're going to a uh, bar that does live band karaoke. Ooh, yeah. is it the Alibi? Uh, no, it's... Um, Damn it. The rapiest bar on the south side? Yeah. Bubs. Yeah, no, I know. If only it was the Alibi, I would fucking love it. Um, I just got to that episode, by the way. Kevin's on his... Uh, yeah, on the, his, uh, the rapiest bar. The anti-misogynistic. I don't know yeah, what that means. Which is so great. The feminist yes. movement. Yeah. I'm a feminist, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's, there's something so pure about Kevin. That you just you want it's, everyone to be as pure. Stay golden, honey boy. Stay oh golden. Yeah, he's an idiot, but he's very pure hearted. So yeah, like he's trying to do so the best beautiful. he can. It's it's yeah. Him and Vivian, uh, V. It's 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 a love story for the ages. It just works. It just yeah, it just works. Um, but uh, one of the things that they mentioned at that bar that we're going to, um, the owner is a big fan of Malort, and apparently, I will be reporting back. Malort Jello shots. Ooh. Newcastle in third fucking place, Sam Graham. They're in third fucking place. I'll leave it. Go ahead. No, no, it's probably bad. Newcastle. I can't say it. Newcastle is in third fucking place, Mr. Graham. And imagine where they sounds like something that Bill Cosby would have served. (laughs) Malort Jello shots. Ooh. Sorry. I couldn't leave it. Newcastle in third, and Southampton are looking for a manager, Sam. Mel's just shaking her head. Yeah, he used up all of his nine knives, uh, nine lives, and now there's zero chances moving forward uh, with, with the team. Um, Southampton are the same fucking problems they've had under him completely. Can't score fucking goals consistently. Mm-hmm. They have no forward that does or gives a fuck about scoring goals, which is tough. Um, but Newcastle... Took a while to get going, but once they did, they were absolutely scintillating. Flicks, tricks, mm-hmm. perfect weighted through balls. It was excellent. And they were good money for their win, even though Eddie Howe didn't think so. After the match, he said, we were subpar today at a 4-1 win. Look at Eddie Howe getting all critical of his fucking boys. Right? I don't know how they're supposed to take that. Miggy having a great old time, <laughs> feeding off of Grealish's tears. That's... Oh. He's like he's like a soul sucker from from uh, Harry Potter. It's just every time Jack Grealish goes without scoring, Miguel Amarone finds the energy to score. So it's Amar- just great. Amarone comes to the league and uh, has a hard time scoring. Little did he know is all he needed was fucking Grealish to slag him off. Somebody to talk shit. And that's all he needed. I mean, it's so traditionally South American. <laughs> yep. I need someone to hate to do my job. And then I'll go fucking destroy them all. Yeah. And so finally, somebody gave him some flack. So um, here's the thing: Wolves have okay, specifically um, contemporary, because the English yeah. media was on his ass. I didn't don't know they speak English very well. Yeah, didn't care. So who cares? No, comprende, whatever. But fucking one of my colleagues says it. Oh, oh. I, I comprende <laughs> shit. Oh, I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's I got you now. so South American of him. Um, so Wolves uh, hire um. Uh, Julian Lopetegui. Uh, Lopetegui. Yep. Um, the Who does Southampton hire? Nobody. Well, nobody yet. Here's honestly for me, because because I do think I I think the following: Steve Bruce. No. Um, Neil Warnock. <laughs> he loves the South Coast. Come on. 
bring on Big ah, Sam. Cornwall is a lovely part of the world, isn't it? Big Sam time. <laughs> it's definitely Big Sam Allardyce time. Oh, I would love any one of Alan Pardew, please. <laughs> he did that stint for the uh, the Ukrainian army or in Belgrade or oh, heard. whatever when he did Red Star. Now, where's Belgrade? Yeah. Um. Anywho, it's not Ukraine. No. It doesn't matter. Were they Belarus? They might have been Belarus. No, I think maybe Romania. Okay. Anywho, so Mel, where's Belgrade? <laughs> You're asking her it's to Belarus, but I will look it up to make sure. Belgrade's not Belarus. I know that. So here's the thing: what it really comes Serbia. down to, Serbia, Serbia. So I think forests are going down, and I think that Bournemouth is going to fall apart and is still on the decline. Worried. I think it comes down to. Which new manager at Southampton or at Wolves has the greater impact? Because I think those are the two teams battling for fucking 17th. Do you remember what happened in Russia in 2018? Yes. With Spain? Mm-hmm. I heard somebody to say, make the joke that he'll probably manage on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But as the World Cup approaches, he may quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just so fucking... Um, it's funny. I don't know. I don't know what Southampton's going to do because I don't see a lot of quality managers available. That's that's the question. I was. I mean, honestly, I was kind of surprised by the Hasselhoff firing. I would have thought you would have just kind of wrote it out. Yeah, because I I'd be very nervous for them because I'm not sure who is available. I'm not sure who they can realistically go get to turn their fortunes around. And if they seriously do a Pardew, a Sparky, a Big Sam, a Warnock, mm-hmm. that could cripple them. I think. And I, they could very seriously go down and also very seriously have trouble coming back up because they've, in the last two, three seasons, have turned away from bringing through academy players. Yeah. And that was always their bread. I think I think that um, Big Sam failing at West Brom and West Brom going down, I think that was finally the like the brick that made most clubs realize we can't go get the stopgap guy anymore. He's not a very good manager, well, just specifically. In yeah, but but in general, like we can't go get that guy because that guy, it doesn't always work. And particularly in today's game, just getting a guy who's going to pack ten back and hope you win games one nothing, it's not going to work in this league. It's not going to work in this league anymore. You can't do that. Do we know if the cathedral in Southampton is gothic or not? No, I do not. Okay. Because I had a rogue shout in my head for the gargoyle that is Roy Hodgson <laughs> <laughs> taking over. And I thought Roy they, could, the boy. they could just get him off this perch at the Southampton Cathedral. <laughs> Bring the anti-Medusa. Speaking of old uh, Roy Boy jobs, Palace do a number <laughs> at the death on West Ham. Palace probably didn't deserve all three, but West Ham certainly didn't do anything to prove that they even deserved one, really. Yeah, it. so it was a pretty lively start mm-hmm. um, for both sides. I think Palace had the better of the chances until Ben Rama's goal, which is a fucking laser beam. Mm-hmm. That was very good. A very good fucking goal. Um, And then West Ham retreated within themselves. And if you have a trio of players like Olise, Zaha, and Eze, you're always going to be dangerous. And they just smacked the shit out of West Ham and and kind of counterattacks really for the most part. But it was, they they just kind of caught them sleeping. 
allow me to say the following. This is such good players, those three. This is very much an inside joke just for us and Drunk United FC and you know the inner circle. Welcome back, Smokey. I missed you. <laughs> so glad you're back. <laughs> Smokey posted the already posting the dead in the water. What the fuck are we doing here? The world's burning. We're all going to die. I was like... There's Smokey. He's been away for a couple of years. Welcome. Let me give you a nice. He's dehydrated out me, there in Arizona. L- let me let me make you a little hot cocoa. I'll put the little mar- little marshmallows in it and everything. You're gonna be gonna be all right, buddy. Welcome right? back. <laughs> yeah, he's having a fucking conniption on the internet yesterday. Um, it's this is going to be West Ham season. They are doing very well in Europe. <laughs> They're doing very well in Europe. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the focus, and finishing middle of the table is all they. It's all Moyes in that side honestly care about, and it's hard to get your players to give a shit about a game on the weekend when you're doing so fucking well. In the but European you also you're not bad enough to go down. No, no, you're not going down. You're not going down. And besides that, you're in a position where if you win the McRig Cup. You're in the Europa League next year. So, so your league position doesn't matter. Your league mis- And you are probably, right now, the biggest team in the McRib Cup. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what that... D- Europa League third place drops down for the same tournament style the Champions League does to the Europa League, don't they? Yeah. So we'll see after the next round, uh, these playoff games. Yeah, but they were the first place team, so they're not well, going to see they one of won't, those guys, Right, that's right. what I'm saying. After this next round of games, we'll see who the biggest team in... The McRib Cup is. Yeah. And I bet you it'll probably still be West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's right there for him. It really is right there for him. And and frankly, I mean, even Smokey would admit this. At the, at the end of the day, if you finished 14th place but won a fucking trophy, you know, a European trophy at that, you'd be fucking happy with it. Absolutely. You'd be. I know I'd be fucking happy with it. 100%. With my club. I'd be fucking I'd be happy, be fucking happy with it. Yeah. We haven't won a European Cup since the 70s. Yeah. And it was a Fairs Cup. It was a bullshit tournament to yeah, begin yeah, with. We haven't won a re- the big one. <laughs> I think we got an Intertoto Cup, too. Yeah. A weird tournament back in the day. I mean, hell, our... With, like, six teams in it. Our our international... Our, I mean, our European Cup has got more weight than your European Cup. Yeah, no shit. You know, because ours was the, the uh, Cup of Champions, where it was the first place team in every team in Europe played a tournament. You know, yeah. uh, at least ours had some weight to it. Yours, fuck all, right? Yeah, I mean, we did, we've been to two finals, three finals, two Europa League. Mm-hmm. Back then, UEFA Cup was one. Um, and then the one against Chelsea, Europa League, a couple of years ago with Emery in charge. Hit the one trophy that he's good at winning and we say, fucking only, fell short. I was going to say, if, if only Arsenal were a La Liga team, you would have fucking won it. Fucking hell. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the Champions League, obviously, where we yeah. had um, uh, old crazy and sent off, yeah. which we lost to Barcelona. And now that draw, did you see that by the way? Mm-hmm. Manchester United finished second in their group. They have to do the the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, playoff thing. Yep, drew Barcelona. Yeah, guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just figure I'd throw this out there. We got somebody new in the Twitch watching. Oh, already huh. did a come on, you Gunners. Yeah, <laughs> get go. in. 
like missed the pro arsenal agenda earlier, but you know, it's always there. Yeah, that's uh, welcome. I welcome you more than anyone else here. Well, fear not. You'll enjoy uh, Mr. Graham's uh, hard-hitting analysis because what Mr. Graham likes to do is take any situation and turn it into talking about Arsenal. That's what I know the best. So a duck was walking across the street. You know there was a duck standing out in front of the Emirates one time. It was a beautiful duck. You should have seen it. But he was right there at the Emirates, turned around, and I swear to Christ, he said, come on, you gunners. (laughs) He walked across the street better than that other duck because that other duck supported Spurs and was a fucking piece of meat. Uh, Drop your name. Let us know who you are, man. That's awesome, or lady, actually. Probably shouldn't be. Moving on. This, Mr. Let's be honest. Mr. Graham, <laughs> don't look now. Mo Salah's finally fucking scoring goals. And he's yes. been scoring a few in a row. Now, granted, I would like to say that second goal. That's, don't talk about Jaka, please. Second goal. That was a gorgeous header by Eric Dyer. Right on the fucking foot. What a Mo weird Pro- problem. Dyer plays for Spurs. Mo plays for Liverpool. Let it drop. (laughs) If you can't get, if you misjudge it that poorly, just let it drop. Readjust your body. I'd like to think it was a perfectly timed header right to Mo. He was just like, well, it wasn't a header. That's the issue. He hit it with his fucking shoulder. Let me keep this ball right here to Mo. sucks. Yeah. What a, ugh. And you know what the worst is? He's been playing well enough in recent weeks that people have been giving him a shout for England, especially with certain injuries and other out of form players, McGuire. (laughs) Right. So they've been talking Eric Dyer up about being the center of a three in the, oh, fuck at the it back. Right off. Fuck it. And then he did just this. Fucked it right what off. are you doing? Fucked it right off. Uh, it was a decent start to the game. Liverpool did look more dangerous, but it was fairly end to end. Nunez with a smart pass found Salah. Touch and shot were too quick. Fucking brilliant that. Mm-hmm. That quick touch popped it up and then volley. It was excellent. Um, World class. What we've been missing from Mo Salah all season, really. You know? As a, as a player that we you know admire for his skill, mm-hmm. both of us don't care for him because he plays for a team that we can't stand. Right, but it was very well done, uh, very well done from him. And then again, uh, Eric Dyer just cocked up that routine header. Yeah, just, just absolutely cocked it up, put it right to Mosala. And I'd like to think it was a perfectly timed pass to him. What a perfect finish uh from Salah and then Harry Kane had a lovely finish but oh, it was in vain. Yeah. Lloris made a few pretty good saves cuz it could have been worse. But uh it, ultimately you have to be upset with Son's injury and everything else. You got to find a new way to play. You now cannot play on the counter. I was I was about to tell you I was going to say we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks it's like okay, no Kolachowski, no Richarlison. Now it's back to just being Kane and Son and that's pretty easy to figure out. And then Son gets hurt in the midweek in the Champions League. Uh, well, now Kulisevsky came back. Well, um, well, yeah, he yeah. fractured his orbital bone. And the children have wept, Sam. The children He's in the, doubt hey, for the World Cup, but Sam, he was named in their squad, I believe. Sam, the children, they wept for for Son. They wept for him. Okay, just letting you know that children wept. The fucking children, Sam. The the shortest verse in the Spurs Bible. <laughs> Children wept. <laughs> you know, Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the real Bible. That's why the joke hits. Yeah. It's like, it's Mel slapped. just shook her head at me like I made some sort of 
anti-Catholic joke? I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. So final. <laughs> not sure who I offended I with that one. I loved watching like the mental <laughs> math go on in your I was like, head, who am I making fun of? Uh, <laughs> final thought, because we have talked about the two teams both of us despise long enough. Conte gets a yellow card, but upon further review, the reason why Conte got a yellow card is because one of Klopp's assistant coaches grabbed the ball and walked away with it, like started to walk down the tunnel, and Conte got incensed about it, and Conte got the red for the yellow for it. Like, who's the motherfucker walking down the tunnel with the ball? <laughs> Just too funny. You know how we had a raft last year of people having heart attacks in the stands yes. and shit? I'm, are you... Not anxiously, that's the wrong word, but are you nervous? I guess nervous, probably nervous energy would probably be the best word for it. Are you experiencing any of that with Antonio Conte? Yeah, it just looks like he's it's going happen. to have a fucking heart attack at yes. some point. The way he gets incensed about things. Well, and it's just I'm terrified for him. It's it's also that club because he's now coming to the realization that he's at a club that no matter what he does, they're not going to win anything. You know what? In honor of Guy Fawkes Day. Uh, the legend has it that Guy Fawkes actually did not want to endure the rest of the punishment the English had laid out for him, mm -hmm. the government had laid out for him. So he decided to jump instead of wait for the platform to drop. Right as the guy was pulling the lever, he mm -hmm. leapt. So he extra, right? Just a little extra. And it killed him outright, which apparently a lot of botched hangings back in the day. So... Conte, what does he intentionally have a heart attack? Like, how does this work? I think that's probably how it works. Sure money. Okay. Uh, do we have Pat tonight? We do not. He's already gone to bed and, and sent to get in an my email. Phone out to read said email when it becomes pertinent. All right. Well, then let me go ahead and do my thing while you're pulling that up. Uh, uh, well, I have to tell people that this is the segment in which we okay. make bets to better inform you on your bets. And if you can't figure out why that's ironic, then that's on you. Don't bet what we bet. <laughs> we bet Don't. pick opposite. That'll become evident when I tell you what mine is. <laughs> I lost last week and I'm down 1300 now. How'd you do? Um, I lost and uh, because uh, Everton shit the bet at home to a team that they always beat at home. And I am now down $568. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Graham, 16.6666667% of the time. It works 100% of the time. That would have been better for last week on Halloween with all them um, sixes in a row. Well, uh, this week I just simply wrote, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nope. Nope. How'd, nope. how'd that go? Nah. Nah. Nope. Just didn't go. Oh, just didn't work. I got to leave that there for you because yeah, you got to feed please. a couple losers as well. That is um, the Dort Spirect cup of losers. Please. Giant you know, mug. I'm going to do what I like to call pulling a pat. I'm going to go ahead and take a... Uh, a um, Upset for no good reason at all whatsoever, especially the way that they've played. It's been a little erratic, but uh, you know what? When all you have is Harry Kane to score and you can't get anybody to get him the ball, I don't see where you're going to score. I'm going to take leads to upset Tottenham in London at plus 440. Ooh, okay. Odds were good. I'm like, fuck it. Leads to win three in a row. Why not? Even though they, they are horrible. Horrible in London. They are worse than horrible in London, but can I'm still I, going for it. Can I tell you something? Sure. That's ridiculous. 
that's only one of three games I didn't pick. Oh! <laughs> How many way parlay are you doing? Hashtag foreshadowing. I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, my God. Because I've got an email here from our good friend. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It Away. How's that for a radio transition? I love okay, it. Okay, lost both my matches. I'm down 270. This week, two game parlay. Love it. Lock it. Put the mortgage on it. First, I'll take Palace over Forest for plus 140, and I'll take Chelsea over Newcastle for plus 210. That pays off on $230 bet, $1,480. Ooh. Don't know what the math is there. Uh, I have a really good feeling about this. Now, we need to talk about what we're doing about the World Cup. 20 bucks a man, and then he included a link. Oh, so he might want to run it? I think he wants to run it. And that would be his responsibility, and I would definitely share it on the socials. Yeah, Pat sent me a message going, hey, uh, can we get some World Cup betting going? All right. 20 um, bucks a man for a pool? Mis- I wouldn't be against it. I'm, I'm 10 for 10 bucks it. for a woman because I'm paid less? No. No. <laughs> we stand up for women's rights here on the DU football show. No, you could just ask your man to pay it for you. And you know <laughs> and you know what? To, Misogyny theater takes a weird turn. <laughs> to make things fair for the last 20 years, right. you get to pay 30 bucks. Nice. Because <laughs> we value your presence. Okay, so he your, took- uh, your fanboy in the chat got back. His name is Michael. Hey, Michael. Michael, nice he to see you. He is a Charm City gunner. Yes. And uh, an occasional Abbey attendant. So There we go. We probably have met then. probably know him. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks Good. for coming. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Appreciate so, you being here. Uh, so he said, what was what was his bet again? Who are his So uh, he has Palace over Forest and Chelsea over Newcastle. Mm. That's a stretch. Chelsea over one. Newcastle is a tough one because mm-hmm. the way they're playing. But also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it could that could hit though it could hit. All right, you want what I got? Um, yes. So, my cup of losers is damn bees. Heard damn bees. They fucked me again. <sighs> Seven way parlay, Mel. Nine way parlay. Seven. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. It is seven. I have Palace over Forest, City over Brentford, Everton over Bournemouth. The reason I got into this, by the way, Uh just so y'all know, is I started picking games and I was like, well, I got two out of the three of us. I can't rightfully leave Villa out. All right. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't leave the Magpies out because that would make Alan Uh mad. He's about (laughs) to have us on his show soon. True. So uh, I just started including anyone that's close to us. I included bets about them. Not good gambling. (laughs) Palace over Forest, City over Brentford, Everton over Bournemouth, Liverpool over Southampton, Newcastle over Chelsea, Arsenal over Wolves, and Villa over Brighton. Yeah! Grammy folding. (laughs) A seven-way parlay for 100 crisp U.S. dollars. Nice. Get it the fuck together, Sam. Pays out. <laughs> plus 12620 Oh, man. So I will hit this and then abstain from further betting for the rest of the season. <laughs> Except for you won't. <laughs> You're goddamn right I won't. You won't. Fucking run it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get it done. Oh, you know what? That That's a pretty good fucking segment, even though we didn't even have Pat talking, and Pat is fucking gold when he's talking on the radio. Yeah, no, he's guys, not. Uh, it's so bad it's good. Today? That's yeah. why he's it's gold. It's so bad it's good. But you know what we got, Mr. Graham? What's that? We have a chicken. Ooh, ooh poultry. Well, 
Kitty ended her slide with City's victory and sits at six and seven. Now, Millie and Trudy approached me at the coop this morning because Kitty is still away. And this week's note read... A little on oh, edge still, I guess. Lady, I still got a few lucrative business opportunities. Hydroponics. Hydroponics. It's going to be big. Uh, and uh, I need to manage them overseas and can't get back home just yet. Now, if my associates come by again, just let them know things are just about worked out and I'll be back shortly. So for this week, give me the gunners to beat the wolves. Tell the guy I want my snacks doubled when I get back. I uh, That's a question you need to have with Beatrix and uh, and Abby because they've been eating all your snacks. So, oh. I mean, if she wants more snacks, she's going to have to fight with them. I think she wants you to give her more snacks <laughs> when she gets back. But it's what Kitty does, man. Sounds like a euphemism. Well, <laughs> Kitty is full of demands, and she also demands that everybody gamble legally and responsibly. Uh, Sam, to quote, uh, to quote, uh, um, <laughs> God, why am I super troopers? I have no idea. Check your fucker! <laughs> Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no! <laughs> it makes Sam giggle every Every time. fucking time. All right, so I'm going to briefly run through everything that happened. Yeah, we're running uh, along. Coventry beat Blackburn in the midweek. Boro beat Hull. In the midweek, Luton and Reading drew Preston 1 0 over Swansea, Sheffield United 1 0 over City, uh, Bristol City, that is. West Brom 1 0 over Blackpool, first win in a while on boing, Wednesday. Boing. What? Boing, boing. Oh. <laughs> uh, you said it off mic, and I had my headphones on, so I couldn't hear what you said. Millwall and Birmingham drew 0 0. Burnley 3 2 over Rotherham, Watford 2 1 over Cardiff, Sunderland 2 0 over Huddersfield. North City drew QPR and Stoke beat Wigan. At the weekend, you had Preston beating out Reading 2-1. Not a great week for Reading. Sheffield United 5-2 over Burnley. So Burnley split their week. Not great. Blackburn 1-0 over Huddersfield. Also splitting, but back to winning ways. Uh, you had Blackpool losing to Luton. Borough and Bristol City drawing 1-1. Millwall, another 0-0 draw. Boring fucking football there. West Brom, another 1-0 win. Probably boring fucking football there as well over QPR. Uh, North City 2-1 over Rotherham. Birmingham 2-1 over Stoke. Cardiff 1-0 over Sunderland. And Swansea Wigan 2-2. Watford lost 1-0 to Coventry. That leaves your championship table looking like this. Burnley still on top, but now just a two-point lead on the same games as Blackburn, uh, which is 20. Uh, played Blackburn are in second place on 36 points. Sheffield United now in third on 19 points with 35 games played and a better goal differential than Burnley. So should Sheffield United win their next game out, they will leapfrog Burnley and be in first place. Heard. Uh, win their game in hand, rather, not no necessarily place. next game out. Uh, you have Norwich City in fourth on 32 points, QPR in fifth on 31, Preston North End on the same number of points, still with a dead-even zero goal differential in sixth place on 20 games, I might add. Watford in seventh on 29 points, as are two other clubs, Luton and Swansea. Millwall dropped down to 10th in, on uh, 28 points. Birmingham City in 11th on 27th. Reading in 12th on 26th. You go down to the bottom of the table. Huddersfield dead last. 15 points. 18 games played, so they do have a game in hand. Um, but that still only brings them to within two of those above them and a minus eight goal differential, which is only better than one person in front of them. Two people in front of them. 
that's not good. No. Uh, so Huddersfield looking looking like shite. You have Wigan Athletic in 23rd, West Brom uh, in 22nd, both on 20 points. Gold differential uh, only um, setting those two apart. Hull in 21st place, and Middlesbrough dropping all the way down to 20th, also on 21 points, uh, same as Hull, but have a uh, goal differential of uh, 13 better than Hull. Coventry's dug themselves out of the bottom. They were in the bottom a few weeks Coventry's ago. Coventry's now was, in 15th on Because there was a point where it was uh, Coventry, West Brom, and Huddersfield, who were all fairly decent championship sides, mm-hmm. all right in the bottom there. Um, Huddersfield, ultimately, you, you took away two very key players. In the 23 players that meant fuck all to Nottingham Forest, those two players meant a lot to fucking to to Huddersfield. It meant a lot to Huddersfield, and they're in big time trouble. And uh, again, those a couple of those names that are in there and around there, them West Brom, Middlesbrough, they go down to League One. That could be fucking detrimental to them. Happy for Sunderland though, in 13th on 24 points with a plus two. Yeah, looking good. You know That's what? That's not bad. Steadily, just get yourself back where you're supposed to be, you know? Especially when your bitter rivals are fucking flying. Mm-hmm. Get yourself back up. Because I do miss the time where Darby's were they're don't miss television. They're so much fun. They were don't miss television. Yeah, they're so It was so such a good game. I was that that's one of those ones I remember the early days of our show we would just say like that's that's check one it to watch. go fucking find that like, game yeah like you know you know we don't North, promote it but like find an illegal stream like find the fucking game it's North, it's worth a watch North London Merseyside yep. the Northwest London uh, the Northwest Derby between yep. uh, uh Man United and Liverpool like those are all great right up there in the top five is Tyneware mm-hmm. it absolutely is. Oh, all right. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Not really. Nobody really was a dicky do. Uh, good. Very good. Glad to hear that. Uh, yeah. Nobody really did anything bad. Oh, good. We've we've talked long enough as it is. So uh, next up is injury time, where we're going to go ahead and talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs, look into fantasy, and then preview the weekend's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing it? It's actually quite easy. It's just a $5 donation per month. Uh, I might add at www.patreon.com backslash DV football show. Um, and just sign up to that. You get both of our extra shows at sound check, which is our actual sound check. We just catch up from the weekend, check our levels, uh, do some random shit. And then you get injury time. As Sam said, is our preview show. Uh, we go over the beers, we go over our adopted clubs, we go over a bunch of other shit. And it's a lot of fun. Do you after dark as it's sometimes referred to. Um, if you like the sex jokes, they're there. Hey, hey, hey. Sound check. Cal Ripken said I got drip. That's all that matters. Brazzers. That's all that matters. Brazzers. My game, my, my suit game is stylish. Everton Brazzers. All right, everybody. Till next week. Guten Nacht. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smells of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!